Joining us now in our studios is our state representative for District 20B, Todd Lippert. Todd, good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for coming in on this beautiful opening day of baseball. That's right. I'm, ex- I'm excited. We were talking about the Twins before I was in here. i got to shift my mind. They're going to have to play with an orange ball today, I think. <laughs> <laughs> they can see it. Uh, we have, uh, well, first of all, is this your last day of work? Do you have a you have, uh, break, the spring break, the, uh, the Easter break is coming up. Yeah, Easter, week, Easter Passover break is coming up. Um, and I have one, we have a floor session today at, at 1210. There are committees that are meeting today just to wrap things up. My uh, committees I serve on, uh, we wrapped up yesterday. Uh, so getting close, getting close. Now, though we're past the halfway point, we're kind of at a point where there's a before and after in the uh, session. So we're heading into the home stretch the last oh, month or so, a little over a month of the legislative session will be left when you get back. Boy, it seems like there's a uh, lot of gaps that need to be bridged uh, during that time. Maybe we could start off by that, where, you know, the DFL, of course, in the House and the, the, the Republicans and the, uh, the Senate as well. Uh, you have uh, you got some some ground to make up. We do. I mean, we're really seeing the values difference right now uh, between the DFL House and the GOP and the Senate. And uh, in the DFL House, we're really focused on trying to help uh, <clears throat> families, workers afford their lives, trying to deal with the big costs and the big challenges that we've been hearing about. Um, and our proposals really reflect that. So uh, the biggest part of our uh, proposal for how to use the budget surplus is uh, we want to uh, use a third of that for our schools, to support our schools as they're coming out of the pandemic. Uh, we know their budgets across the state are stretched due to the special education cross-subsidy, uh, English language learners cross-subsidy. They need uh, more support for mental health for our students. That's a, a major challenge in our schools, and we need to be uh, addressing the achievement gap by race. So that's a big priority for us, um, as well as uh, housing. Uh, we have uh, $2 billion. So we have $3 billion for schools, $2 billion for housing across uh, budget areas uh, for homelessness prevention to rental assistance, infrastructure bonds, getting more homes out there, and homeowners assistance, too. Uh, we've also heard, uh, we also know that child care is a, a key issue, and in our tax bill, we have a $3,000 tax credit for uh, child care. If you have a toddler, or a child from zero to five, uh, you can get a $3,000 tax credit, and student loan are also important. We have a $1,400 student loan uh, credit. So those are areas where we're focusing. Uh, the Senate GOP, is focusing on permanent tax cuts, and they have uh, $8.3 billion uh, for permanent tax cuts, virtually all of the budget surplus. Um, I have two big concerns there. Uh, Most of their plan is um, more money is going to Minnesotans who have more money. It's skewed towards the wealthier. Um, And uh, if that much money is going out in permanent tax cuts, there's going to be less for um, addressing key infrastructure like support for schools uh, and making sure that we're, we're funding care for people with disabilities, older adults, um, not just now, but in the future. You know, and there are those who would say, hey, we're spending this uh, additional money on, on schools and all these different things. Um, this is a one-time budget inc- or one-time uh, budget surplus. Uh, what happens in a couple of years when that money runs out? Uh, do we uh, have we just raised the bar on the uh, the budget uh, for the next uh, you know couple uh, bienniums? 
Yeah, so that's a good question. We have about half of the budget surplus is one-time funding, and half is uh, half is ongoing. Um, and so we've been very careful. We, um, but we we know that. Um, so there's some ongoing funding that we're providing, but most of our budgets, most of it's one time, and there's just a little bit in what we call the tails in in you know future spending. But we know for school funding, for example, if we could uh, address the special education cross subsidy, that'd be a huge boost to school budgets. They wouldn't need to be going to the local community for basic needs uh, for levies, as we've seen uh, pretty regularly over the last ten years in Northfield, um, and this is happening across the state. So we know there are places where we could be. Uh, uh, targeted in our approach, use these funds to address big needs, and it would put the whole state uh, um, a step ahead. Representative Todd Lippert is with us. We are talking the legislative session in 2022. We're at the uh, uh, holiday break for Easter and Passover, so uh, we're kind of summing, summing up where, where we're at right now. Uh, let's talk about uh, the budget bills and everything. All those bills now have worked their way through uh, uh, the process, the deadlines and such. So now it is now the point where you just have to... <laughs> try to get yours through over somebody else's or uh yeah so most everything is has found its place i have uh one uh one provision that i'm still kind of waiting on health and human services uh, will be finishing up their work today and i have uh a proposal for for funding for uh personal care assistance and and um kind of funding the a rate increase that leads to a living wage over time so still waiting on that but do know about um Many of my provisions in the in the committees that I'm on, um, and so uh, there was a, a proposal. One of my the most significant proposal in the climate and energy committee is is for a green bank. Uh, we call it the Innovation Finance Authority, but it's essentially a green bank. It would help finance uh, clean energy projects. Other states have put this into place. It would be big for Minnesota. Uh, in the ag budget. Um, the biggest provision that was able to get established there was uh, commercialization grants for uh, your favorite Jeff Kernza uh, <laughs> and uh, some other continuous living cover crops that are right on the edge of commercialization but need a little support to help them scale up, provide those options for farmers. And um, these are crops that can really scale up across the upper Midwest, so I'm excited about that too. Uh, money for planting trees and soil health and the environment bill, and um, also a doubling of farm to school grants in the excuse me, in the ag bill as well. So uh, I feel pleased about um, where uh, the provisions I've been working on have landed in these budget bills. And uh, we'll take a breath over the break, and then we'll start moving those bills as a whole off the floor. You mentioned uh, Kernzet agriculture and some ag bills and such. A big thing going on right now in agriculture uh, seems like the hot topic is uh, the bird flu, the avian flu that's making its way really sweeping ac across the country, including places in Minnesota. What do you have to address that? We, um, yeah, since a big concern, uh, Minnesota is the uh, top turkey producing state in the country. So uh, poultry production is a big deal in Minnesota. It's a big deal in Northfield area, um, as well as um, chicken production, egg laying uh, production. Uh, so all of those are impacted by uh, avian bird flu. And there was a big outbreak in 2015. And uh, uh, we're looking at a similar um, devastating situation again. So we passed a million dollars off the floor uh, in a hurry. The Senate... Um, passed the bill, sent it over, we we agreed and passed it. It'll simply provide more support to the Department of Agriculture, Board of Animal Health. Um, they need more people that can help uh, depopulate flocks, help with testing. Uh, 
we're doing everything we can, similar to with COVID, to slow the spread of of this uh, this this flu. Uh, try to save as many many flocks as possible. Um, help producers. Uh, help the industry. Uh, once again, Representative Lippert from District 20B is with us uh, now. Now we get a little break, and uh, you get a little time to, I guess, uh, decompress a bit and uh, regain your thoughts as we uh, the, the legislative session will pick up. Is it a week from Monday? or uh, It'll be the, the Tuesday after. Tuesday. Uh, so the 18th will mm-hmm. be, or 19th, excuse me, 19th will be back back on the floor, um, and then we expect... So all the all the budget bills have to go to our finance committee, the Ways and Means committee. They'll be passed out there. We expect uh, we'll start long floor sessions on Friday the twenty second through the end of April, and we'll uh, be having the debates to get get these bills off the floor. Um, and then uh, kind of the last phase will be the month of May. One of the uh, interesting uh, aspects of getting a budget bill together is uh, is election year. It's uh, you're just a few months away from about six, seven months away from the uh, election now. Uh, What kind of dynamic does that add to it? Does that kind of intensify some of the negotiations a bit? Uh, Yeah, it's certainly intensified some of the conversations. There are some times where um, you you kind of take a step back. You realize a member in a committee is is uh, has a. A hard edge, a harder edge than normal, and kind of like, what's going on? You realize, oh, that person's in an endorsement battle right now. They want a little video uh, for their campaign feed. So some of those things are frustrating. Um, and, you know, once once uh, members get past that endorsement battle, then, then things kind of settle down a little bit. So, uh, you know, politics is definitely a factor, and um, it will, you know, it will play into uh, the, the debates. But we ultimately have a job to do. We have to meet the needs of Minnesotans, and we have an opportunity right now. Um, and you know, our focus in the House DFL is is reducing costs. We we think we have great proposals for it. We know we have an opportunity uh, to meet the needs that Minnesotans are facing right now, and we're trying to pull uh, senators and the GOP along for um, you know really addressing things now and not waiting um, until after the election. All right. Anything else you'd like to pass along? I just uh, encourage folks to continue reaching out. Uh, you can email me at rep.todd.lippert at house.mn. Uh, I've been been hearing from many of you and would love to hear your thoughts as we move towards the end of session. What do you need? What do you think of the proposals we're putting out so far? All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate glad it. glad to be here. Enjoy it. We won't be talking to you next week. There won't really be anything to talk about, but uh, have a uh, enjoy your week. I know of uh, those of the Christian faith that we've got a holy week coming up. So enjoy your week, and we will talk to you uh, again a week from uh, Friday. Thank you so much. Two I weeks forward from to being today, back. I guess. That's uh, State Representative Todd Lippert. You're listening to 95.1 The One. We've got uh, Tim McNiff, News with a Side of Sports, coming up. Here's MNN.
Go Mavericks. At least at this point. I went to bed after the first period, and I I knew Mankato had won, but I didn't realize they scored five unanswered goals. Yeah. That's impressive. We had three in the uh, third. Congratulations to uh, Northfielder Andy Carroll, who Mm -hmm. will be playing for the National Championship. National Championship, yeah. Yeah, That's pretty cool, man. uh, It's coming out tomorrow night. Yeah. It's going to be fun. And it won't be on ESPNU. No, no. Are, are, are they on the deuce this time? Uh, they might be on the deuce. I don't know. Do they still call that the I, deuce? I don't know. I live in that 1994. Was, uh, <laughs> so what, I don't, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that uh, we'll see. I'll, I'll find that information out while you right. do the news. Okay.